0: hello everybody Extra. back at it again to give you all another very exciting video that being my Zarcast podcast whole oh, shoot y'all episode 50 now whole freaking shoot I, I literally i remember rebranding my podcast i literally i don't even know what i called it originally i have to go back and look at my playlist of all my past podcasts though i literally had to call something completely different and I didn't even think I would actually be able to see the day I had, stick with it this long, let alone that, and stick with it for a whole 50 episodes with this being like a bi-weekly podcast. And man, that's just something in itself, though. So I was like, well, I'm trying not to pat myself on the back, though, but I'm just looking back at it and I was like, man, I did a lot of work with this, made some changes along the way, but I'm glad I'm still sticking with it. And uh, it's something I actually really like doing every uh, two weeks or whatnot, though, whether it's just me rolling with it solo or sometimes I might manage to gather up a few of my friends and be able to just talk and um, say some stuff here and there about whatever happened within the past couple of weeks, though. But have some plans for tonight though so once we're done talking about all the topics i have to talk about within this episode i will be doing an after show of me playing through some games maybe with a few of my friends if anybody got some time or something like that though but just playing some games is randomly just talking whatever though uh shortly after this podcast air it might be like a 20 minute um, buffer time in between the ending of this and the start of that, but you can see all of that here on the main channel though. So, uh, if you happen to be listening to this, on audio version, whether you're be listening to uh, Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon music, etc., cetera. Um, you know, once you're done listening to it here, then you can bounce back over. You can see all the links down in the description box. Um, there will be a link that bounces you back over here to the after show for all of that. If you want to, you know, take a look at that. But yeah, so honestly, we had some pretty good stuff that was um, showcased off, or at least we learned about this week. Uh, within the past couple of weeks still not a whole bunch of news but it's just enough to where i'm still able to talk about something though i mean january's always coming slower dead months though but i think in, after this episode things will really start picking up we'll be back in the normal normal things that's usually why i do my year in reviews a little bit earlier on so that way i can kind of fill in the void at least a little bit though but yeah so honestly you know we got some stuff to talk about though so without any other dilly down let's go ahead and jump right up in this mess though so without any further ado let's go ahead and jump straight up into that pop culture segment all right so first up on my list we got to talk about these Crunchyroll anime awards why on earth Are we having the show done all the way in the month of March? I think it's like, what, March the 4th or something like that? I don't understand why we're waiting that long. I ought to remember the shows actually happening in February or something like that, but I guess they changed that, but whatever, I guess. But anyway, though, um, they literally just finished up wrapping up the voting period of it. I think, like, what, you could retweet some tweets on Twitter um, to go through and do some votes. And then also, um, you were also able to vote via just going to the website and voting for all those categories and stuff like that, though. There's a pretty good spread of things. A lot of good things I watched throughout the year of 2022, though. And uh, I won't go and talk about, you know, every single category and everything that was nominated for every single thing, though but if you are curious about that i did drop a video on my extras channel that you can check out where i was just going through and voting through all of my um all of my favorite animes for the different categories but um we can at least at a bare minimum just go ahead and talk about the um we can just talk about at least some of those animes that were nominated for a game of or not i was about to say game of the year huh Uh, anime of the year which you know, there there was there was a pretty good spread. Um, if you looked at it, there was like Attack on Titan, final um the final season part. Two. Why in the world did they call this the final season part two? Literally they could have called part one season four, they could have called part two season five, and what this part three is gonna be, and they're still kicking that mess in half. I'm like, how many times can you really cut something in half? I don't know. That that should have been called the final season or what should have been four or five six. Could have been called season six. I don't know. Bad name. So that one was nominated. Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, that was also um, nominated. I hadn't watched that, but considering how many th- things it was nominated for and all those other categories, I might have to give this thing a look. Uh, it was Demon Slayer, The Entertainment Disregard. That was a really fun art right there that animation was sick i think i voted for that quite a few times licorice recoil was the new anime that kind of caught me off by surprise which i honestly really appreciated that anime um man that was a, i had a really good opening for that one though uh ranking of kings core uh, two i that's the other one on this list i have not watched so i'm like i I don't know about that one you literally see a baby sitting on the throne i was like what, what that show is supposed to be about i don't know and then the last one being spy family which that one's a really great one it was split into two different halves uh 12 episodes and like what was it airing in the summer and i think in the fall wait summer spring or summer and then uh skip a skip a season and then the next season i think roughly in the fall then they did their part two so Honestly, some really good stuff between all those picks, and I think out of all of them, I still chose Demon Slayer, because that one was a really good art, so I was like, that that was just my vote, but honestly, if you want to see more about that, I have all that stuff on the Extra channel, Um, so that way y'all can all check that out, though, but I think it's a pretty good spread, I think whenever we do get to the event, I may possibly stream it, but whenever that happens, it won't probably be on the main channel, you know, anime and whatnot, though. I used to do anime cha- or anime reviews here on this channel, though. But uh, man, dodging copyright and all that stuff on on YouTube, it, it's a pain in the butt. So if I do stream it, it might be on Twitch or it could be on my extras channel. There won't be too much risk over there. So I don't know. I figure it out when we get a little closer. I'll let you all know what not probably most likely be on social media or maybe I'll make a post on my extras channel or whatnot, though. But yeah. So that, I think that's pretty much all I have to say on the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. So um, some nice stuff right there. Curious to see which ones wins. And we might get some cool announcements for some upcoming um projects as well. So uh, here's hoping on that, though. But that's all I got to say on that. Now, the last of my pop culture segments I have to talk about is this Last of Us HBO Max release, which it's crazy how many numbers this series has been doing. I think it's like literally one of the best new shows that dropped on HBO Max in terms of his viewerships. Can't remember, did they say it was up in the millions or something like that? I don't know, but it was like incredibly high. It was breaking a lot of records for HBO Max's as a streaming service. And at least for people that have, you know, played the game and then also decided to watch and give the show a chance. There for the most part, people are saying that's pretty faithfully accurate to the game material, with it still being somewhat unique and having its own sense of identity where you can still appreciate the show itself. I don't know. I mean, when I look at Last of Us, it, it ain't nothing that really screams at it though, but hearing all these people talk about it kind of piqued my curiosity a little bit. I don't I don't know. I don't know about this one though. But uh if y'all happen to watch it, y'all gotta let me know on social media or whatnot though, because uh it it seems interesting enough. I just I don't know. I, at least looking at Last of Us and the messages they tell in there, there, there's some good messages in there for for some parts though. But I don't know. i That was like one of the Sony games I looked at. I was like I was like ugh, maybe like I like Spider Man. I like my Ghost of Tsushima. I like my Ratchet and Clank ripped apart. I could see myself getting to like Horizon the Horizon series maybe god of war who knows but i don't know last of us wasn't one of those ones that kind of jumped out on me though but it seems like at least for this adaptation for this series it's doing pretty good um so i don't know maybe i'll try it oh who knows who knows at this point but i think that's pretty much all i have to say in terms of the um in terms of this adaptation here but y'all gotta let me know if you watched it is it good is it bad it's kind of mixed kind of mid Uh, i don't know but y'all gotta let me know about all of that though but yeah so that's pretty much gonna do it in terms of all my pop culture segment stuff so uh with all of that out of the way let's go ahead and jump straight up into that gaming news All right. So first up on the docket for gaming news, we got to talk about the Nintendo Switch as if like I don't already talk about the Nintendo Switch enough, because at least with this reporting, they're saying that for the at least for the fiscal year of what will be 2023, uh, Nintendo's actually planning to ramp up the the manufacturing process and all of that in the production line for the Nintendo Switch. So that would be like what the mainline basic one and the OLED, those are like our two most hot selling ones. The light's kind of pretty far on the lower end though, but it's interesting how they kind of changed their projections saying, Hey, we could sell 20 million plus when I think in like the previous year, they had to actually drop it a little bit due to the, you know, COVID and its ongoing effects and the chip shortage. But I'm thinking as of this moment, it, you know, even Sony said themselves that um they're able to produce more ps5s because they're basically saying like ship shortage is over with you literally can walk in the stores right now and actually buy them in retailers themselves and not necessarily have to fight people over actually going to the retailers and actually being able to um or fighting people instead of going to the retailers and fighting trying to get them online so at least you're able to go in person though so with that being said it's interesting how they're saying they're trying to ramp this up because a um, mind y'all like we're literally in like what the sixth year that the nintendo switch is going to be out and usually by the time you get to year number six that's when you know they're either trying to sell through the rest of their stock trying to prepare for what could be the next gen so a lot of people are kind of expecting it we're right around the corner of what could be the successor to the switch if i would have to make a guess or say anything on it i would say literally it would be not in the year of 2023 that we're in right now i feel like this this last fiscal year is gonna be like its last push for the switch and i'm thinking some point in the year of 2024 that's when we're gonna actually see the successor for the nintendo switch actually pop out so i was like okay but the fact that they're ramping it up i'm i don't know maybe they're trying to you know break all the records trying to you know fight and get up to the numbers where the nintendo ds was and where the ps2 is which is like roughly a little north of like 150 million so i don't know if they're able to hit that 20 and then sell some and what could be like a cross-gen you know the transition between what would be the nintendo switch and whatever comes after the switch after that though we can get really close to the numbers of it being the all the the highest selling all-time um system so who knows on that one though but i'm curious whether or not they're actually gonna be able to hit those projected marks but i think a good reason why they might be trying to hit those goals is because if you look at the software, because software always drives the hardware sales. You know, you gotta have a good game to play on something. Um the literally the biggest one we're looking at right now is Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. That game literally comes out in May. Kind of crazy how we we seen some you know footage of it here and there, but it hasn't been like an insane amount of footage and uh like well at best it might be like, like three to four minutes or something like that. I'm do expecting to have a Nintendo. Uh, golly, yeah, it's it's about that. It's about that time. People are kind of bubbling, um, bubbling over for a Nintendo Direct. Which don't expect one for the month of January. Usually, it always happens in the month of February. Um, pretty consistently based upon the past years that Nintendo has done their directs and whatnot. There's few instances when they did in January, but that was like on the lines of many, but I'm expecting something more like a general direct that kind of set everything up. With, you know, Tears of Kingdom coming out in May, you gotta have a big presence for Legend of Zelda somewhere in your next presentation. I mean, it could still always get its focus direct a little closer maybe in the month of March or April. April, but I'm still expecting a full general direct to just kind of blow everything out and get everything, you know, planned out, at least for the first half of the year, though, because lately, like what? We know we had Tears of the Kingdom. We came right off the heels of Fire Emblem Engage, which I'll talk about here in just a little bit later on in the show. We um, you know Pikmin 4 is supposed to be coming out at some point this year, and I think think beyond that i mean there's rumors and stuff that maybe advanced wars could be dropped out in that next direct what are they will shadow drop that i don't know because i think there was um actual physical copies that were sent to retailers and i think they had to do a recall on it you know thanks to you know world events and whatnot though so it'll be curious whether or not that game switches to a digital only or will they actually you know still put out physical copies of that game that's interesting of itself so, but i think outside of that that's for the most part all the games we kind of know about that are on the horizon there's always that rumor you know not rumor there's always that metroid prime 4 which have we come like almost four years after the reboot like golly because we, we knew about that coming in 2017 they scrapped it two years later Twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three. yeah literally four years after the reboot so yeah uh i don't know i'm thinking at that this point that game's literally going to be like when the new successor of the switch comes after the switch i'm thinking it's literally going to pull a breath of the wild it's literally going to be on the next gen system and also releasing as like one of the last games on the original nintendo switch i'm thinking that's where we're at right now as of the moment though so i don't know that's just what i'm kind of expecting though so yeah so with those little bit of hard work things, Legend of Zelda is going to be the main thing to carry it. Uh, Pokemon might have some DLC. I know Xenoblade Chronicles 3 has DLC. Fire Emblem is going to have DLC. So yeah, not a lot of things pushing it, just Legend of Zelda. So we'll see whether or not it can kind of hit those numbers, though. But that's just kind of what we're seeing, at least in the future, from the Nintendo Switch, though. So I think that's pretty much all I have to say, at least on that report. So we'll go ahead and switch it over to the la- uh, to the next thing. That being, uh, we finally got it, boys. It's about stinking time. We got Goldeneye 007. It finally dropped. And we have it on a couple of different systems. One version dropped from the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack um, owners. And then there's also another side that dropped um, for Xbox users being on Game Pass. It's interesting how with this game they didn't do like a standalone release with this one they only tied it to subscription based services which I feel like they only did that because of all the crazy licensing so if they wanted to pull this game in the future which I'm pretty sure it will where it gets pulled like that or in the future you know online services happen to drop or something like that um they didn't you know with all the crazy licensing and stuff like that they kind of want that in their control because granted you have like a lot of different factors in play you have nintendo who published the game back in the day on the n64 but rare was the one that developed it but microsoft owns rare now and then you have mgm who actually you know owned the golden eye 007 you know branding and all of that stuff so there's a lot of different hands on this so which was kind of crazy how we were still able to actually get this um how we were still able to get this game at the end of the day so i mean that in itself is actually really cool so i'm like i'm glad that we still managed to have it though but when you actually look at the game itself it does seem like they kind of dropped the ball at least a little bit because when you're looking at it at face value you're thinking oh this is a classic game it should it should work out just fine If you hadn't been one of those people that actually grew up playing this, um, playing these games back in the day, it's going to feel absolutely whack, especially for all y'all um, new gamers out there. But holy shoot, because literally like you would think, you know, we're accustomed to shooting games nowadays. You move with the left stick, you you use the right stick to kind of change your camera around and use your aiming and whatnot, though. That's how we're kind of accustomed to now, but the N64 days, huh? You only had one analog stick. You had the D-pad, and you had some C buttons, and that was about it. So changing, you know, the camera angle left and right, up and down, and all that stuff was a little bit, you know, a little bit different back in the day. At least with GoldenEye, though. So it, it took some getting used to. But if you were playing the game back then, you you got used to it fairly quick, though. But at least looking at it now, um, with today's modern stuff, with it, it is a little bit rough because at least. Well, well, we'll well we'll talk about the controls here because uh, when you're on the N64 app itself, there's a lot of different ways you can kind of configure your stuff. You had like the Solitaire version. And it's like 1.2, 2.4, all this kind of stuff, though. There's like a lot of different ways you can um, change the default layouts. If you had the N64 controller itself and if you played the game back in the day like that, it's not terrible. It's basically the way how you kind of remember going through and playing the game, though. But... If you're playing on a Switch Pro control, it is kind of weird being able to move around and trying to shoot. You literally have to move a little bit, turn with the left stick. Like, you're moving and turning is all on the same thing. Yes, you could, um, because I think the N64 later had a feature back in the day where it's like, you can use two N64 controllers to actually get your dual analog sticks going so you literally would hold one n64 controller with your left hand holding another one with the right one and it was perfect dual analog it's crazy how you had to do that back in the day to at least get it to go and work like that i was like what the heck though but there is some ways how you can kind of configure out your stuff and make it a little bit better at least for me personally the best way you can configure out your controls where it works best for multiplayer but it also works best for single player itself is literally put it on solitaire mode, then go into your switch settings with your controller options, with your button mapping, switch the left and the right analog sticks around, and then you can reconfigure ZR to be your actual shoot, ZL to act uh, act like your aim, and then for me personally, I like the standard R button to be able to switch my weapons out, so if you remap all that stuff around, it feels like a modern game, but I feel like what most average people, when they go into the the Switch Online app, they see GoldenEye, oh look, that's kind of cool, I always heard a lot of good things about it, when they go in there and click on it, they gonna be like what in the world why is this control like this they're, they're just not gonna be used to that so yeah so that's what i highly recommend i mean there's a way how to do it even a bit better because the way how i described it it's like what your movement is like mapped to like eight different directions it's not a full analog but when you're turning that camera as long as you're turning the camera exactly where you want to go it feels really close. But you can get a little closer if you actually use like what two sets of Joy Cons and make one the left controller, um the left the left controller like player one and the right controller like player two, something weird like that. Or it might be the vice versa flip. And then using the dual analog setup for 2.4 and then remap some of the buttons. Then that way at least you can get it almost a hundred percent accurate. But I mean you won't be able to pull that off with multiplayer. So that's why I choose the solitaire method and just remap the buttons. But yeah, so honestly, it is kind of crazy how you have to do that because multiplayer is only tied to this Nintendo Switch version. Meanwhile, on Xbox side, they configured all the controllers where it just feels natural. You don't have to pull any you know, extra strings attached while well, doing the single player, though. However, if you want to do multiplayer, huh, you better grab your buddies, get all on the couch in the same room because that's the only way you're doing it because there's no online for the Xbox version though. So it's weird when you have, when you look at one side with the controls on one and it does have online, but then the other one has the controls, but it doesn't have online. That's what a lot of people kind of been nitpicking with this release. So it kind of felt like they dropped the ball at least a little bit, but at least for me personally, personally, once I kind of configure my stuff out, it's, it feels solid to me. It, it's, it, you know, it's doable. I'll, I'll continue going through and trying to play through because I, I, back in the day, I only really did multiplayer with other people on the N64 when they had the game, but I never was able to actually sit down because I never owned the game myself. I never actually managed to go through and do all of the, the single player campaigns. So that's what I'll do uh, a little bit here, a little bit there though. So honestly, it's really cool that we got this game. I do wish that they were just able to add some kind of modern control Set up for the switch version that way we don't have to kind of jump through all of these hoops and make pre config um settings for um button mapping for whatever controller you're using though I don't know it, it is a little bit of a pain, but if you can get it to work, you can get it to work though, but yeah, so honestly um good stuff but then it also was a little bit sour at the same time though i don't know i had some pretty good fun and uh i don't know i might play this in the after show who knows though because uh lately i was playing with with a few of my buddies or oh, what was it yoshi Son- uh not sonic you i think it was yoshi uh i, I played with sonic and i think i also play with hacks yeah and uh literally once i had that golden gun in my hand oh shoot i was i was going around and mowing all of them down they could not stop me until i literally just stood in the corner took my hands off the controller and i said all right i ain't gonna do nothing else and then they came and finally killed me but i was like bruh i was like man if you, if you give me some good weapons in that game i'll mow through y'all and especially now that i got the the controller map a little bit better though. Oh shoot, I can actually do some really good, solid work now though. So I'm curious to see how much better I can do now in the game uh, compared to just playing with the traditional N64 style controllers though. But yeah, if you manage to go through and actually play this game, whether it be on the Switch or the Xbox, let me know um, how your experience has been with this game though. Cause honestly, it's been, it's been pretty fun. It's been pretty, pretty good. As long as, um as long as nobody's screen watching, which, that's another thing. You know, like when you're playing online, you literally have all the screens up on there, though. It's like it takes you back to those classic days where it was like people were like ready to fight you if they were looking at your screen or something. Like, oh gosh, that brings you back. I, someone did mention how you probably could actually use the zoom feature and zoom all the way in, but you literally would have to have like a pack or like, you know, a solemn pack with the people you're playing with. It's like, hey, everybody better zoom in and no one better look. But I know the second someone is losing, they're going to cheat and zoom. All- zoom out oh gosh but yeah so honestly th- there were some fond memories with me with golden eye 007 back in the day and hoping to make some more memories here um at least in modern time right now though so yeah i think that's pretty much all i have to say on golden eye 007 glad to have it hate how they kind of dropped the ball a little bit though but i mean at the same point you know it's it, it, it's a really good game it's still a good game my age a little bit differently but it's still pretty good But yeah, that's all I have to say on that one, though. So we'll go ahead and jump over to the next topic. Uh, Next one on the list, we have Fire Emblem Engage. Now, before I talk about the actual game itself, let me talk about how there's actually going to be a manga adaptation for this game. Yes, you heard me right. I think it's supposed to literally start off um, here fairly soon. I want to say it was like, what, the month of March or something like that? I'm trying to pull up the information again to kind of refresh myself, though. But it is interesting how they're going to have a manga adaptation for this, which, you know what? you know, Once we start getting those chapters released and stuff like that, um, I-, I am going to go through and try to read through it, though. Now, um, it actually starts on... We'll have, like, the first prologue chapter and it will come out february 3rd which will be followed by the first chapter on march the 3rd so readers can actually look forward to new parts to the story each month so it's like the weekly shonen jump plus will publish the first three chapters for free but after that each one will only be available for uh, will be available for free for three weeks after their initial release. So if you if you want to kind of keep up with it without necessarily having to go into your pocket and pay, you better, you know, read them on time and whatnot, though. So, yeah, so honestly, some really cool stuff, because um, that's, that's my one little nitpick, I guess, with Engage, which will almost kind of transition over into the actual, um, my impression so far for the game, though. Um, I think the story is the one thing I feel like the game is kind of lacking on the most. I'm, I'm noticing it's starting to pick up a little bit more. But I think that was like my main nitpick. Cause at in terms of the gameplay itself, it is actually really good. I don't have any issues with the gameplay whatsoever. That's probably the main highlight of the game though. But I don't know. It's just that story kind of runs the wrong way. And then um, oh, definitely that art style. Man, the lyre with the two-tone color hair. Oh, shoot. I don't even know how people choose the female protagonist. I don't know. But I, I think that's pretty much all I have to say on the manga side of things because I kind of float over into the next one. So let's go ahead and jump up in the last topic, that being the the actual release for Fire Emblem Engage. Yes, this game has literally came out about almost a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it's a game, alright. It's a Fire Emblem game, through and through. and You can definitely see the inspiration in this game in terms of the fire Emblem hero aspects they incorporated there going back to its roots with fire emblem awakening and a whole lot of other mix of you know classical stuff um in terms of bringing back all these different characters from all the previous fire emblem games from 1 to 13 all up in this game via the emblem rings because this is technically a anniversary game So I knew right off the bat, when I thought of an anniversary game, I knew some of the past stuff was going to be like a crutch to this game. This game, while yes, it has an identity, it's just not solely 100% unique, because you're also still relying on stuff in the past. That was kind of like my first nitpick, at least with this game, though. But then I was like, you know what? That's not the end-all, be-all. The story could still be good. The gameplay could still be good, even though the art style kind of put me off. And I'm still not feeling pretty good about the, the two-tone color hair. I don't even know how people choose the female protagonists because it's like all out there. Like literally, like one of the things, if you play Fire Emblem Heroes, it was like one of the conversations with female Allure was like, you know, you want to know a secret? I only get bedhead on the blue side of my hair. Like, what the heck? Like, how does that even happen? I'm like, what on earth? I I, I just don't know at this point. I just don't know but at least where i'm at right now which this ain't gonna include any spoilers and stuff like that i'm just giving like my general overall impressions of the game right now i'm literally at the halfway point at this game and um i feel like the story is picking up a little bit more i mean there's some certain aspects of the game where i kind of like the somnial area how you can kind of take your breaks um because you know when you're going from battle to battle to battle it can be a little bit tiresome just doing that overall constant grind but just having a nice place like that to be able to relax is actually really nice they did kind of streamline the events of what you're doing whether you're doing the training whether you're doing the um the events in terms of um literally you can go to your room go to sleep wake up you can see little characters over there talking trying to wake you up um your supports and stuff being able to uh Upgrade your weapons, do your master classes, stuff like that. Buy items, equip them all to your people, though. Uh, do little activities like the dragon wyvern flying. Um, that's one activity. I think another one is. Oh gosh, I was trying to think of another one off the top of my head. Um, I said the training already. You could do that. Uh, cooking and stuff like that. You can be able to build your bonds and stuff like that. I feel like my one other little nitpick is supports because I feel like supports, I think that's what a lot of people kind of didn't like in comparison with Three Houses. Three Houses had all those social elements, which it was nice to me. I kind of like it because it also kind of reminded me of Persona 5 Royal. I don't necessarily have... uh you know a thing against the social elements i kind of like those in my game Them not necessarily have to be in every single one of my games where i might get burned out but just having it here and there i kind of liked it because i think that's the one thing three houses did pretty well was because of some things like that it allowed you to know pretty much every character that you could actually use for your parties between all the three different routes um you were able to actually bomb and pretty much know every single character in the game there's not like one character you probably could show a picture of from three houses and i'd be like wait, who was that character again? Because I could definitely say that. Like, who's that character? Literally, for, like, games on Awakening, games in, like, Fates, Um, there probably will be some in Engage, you know, when it's all said and done, though. Now I can rewind all the way back to, like, Blazing Blade, Path of Radiance, etc., though. There are those characters that aren't going to be that well-known, but Three Houses, because of the way how it's set up, you just kind of knew everybody and kind of knew exactly where they came from, backstories, all that kind of good stuff. That's the one thing I really did appreciate with Three Houses. And then obviously it had a really good story, though, split up between three different paths, though. So, I mean, at least with Engage, there's some things going for it. The battle system is really unique, how each one of the emblem rings are able to do like a different, unique action um, that literally kind of, you know, varies up your combat in terms of like your approach, especially if you're playing on games or modes like hardening or banning whole oh, shoot. Yeah, it's really going to make you kind of test your knowledge within Fire Emblem and see exactly, you know, which way are you going to be able to go and with your approach and things like that, though. I have been seeing some people getting wrecked online with the accuracies and whatnot, though, because, um, like, literally something hits with, like, I think I heard it from, like, one of my friends, Sonic, he's literally, like, he got hit with something with, like, a 7% accuracy. Like, this game is, like, relentless in some moments, though, and he was still playing on normal mode. I was like, what the heck? But yeah, so gameplay is really fun. That's the main draw. I can honestly pull away from it though. But in terms of the art style and the story, that was sort of things I'm like I'm not a hundred percent there on. But I will, you know, I will give you a little bit of information here. I will be actually reviewing this game once I get far enough in the story and hopefully complete it. Um, that way, I can actually give a full blown review because I feel like there's a lot of things I want to say about this game. But I want to kind of say it all in a more professional sense and wrap everything up, have it scripted. Hopefully I don't, you know, for every time I stutter or whatnot in that video. I apologize out in advance, though. But I just want to professionally get it all out there, all of my thoughts, so that way, you know, I I just got that thing timestamped, So I can refer back to it or someone says, how do you feel about it? Boom, I can give you a link, and that's going to have all my thoughts on the game, though. So you can kind of look forward to that. I should have that out maybe, hopefully, within the next couple of weeks or so. Like what I said, I'm like halfway through the game. I think I'm currently on chapter... Mm, I think I'm on chapter 15 right now, roughly. Yeah, because I do know this game has like, what, 26 chapters. I'm a little over the halfway point right now, though. So not too much further to go, at least in this game. And then hopefully I'll have all my full thoughts out on this game, though. But I think that's pretty much it. In terms of my impressions on Fire Emblem Engage, but if y'all happen to, you know, happen to buy it or whatnot, though, I'm curious to hear some of your thoughts as well on it. Yes, I'm still a big Fire Emblem, game. I, I mean, a big Fire Emblem. Game. I'm, <laughs> I'm still a big Fire Emblem fan, and I still bought the Fire Emblem Engage um, Divine Edition, though. So I was like, yeah, I, I went through and got that because I like collecting all the different sorts of things from Fire Emblem. Like, I'm literally going back. I was trying to get my hands on some of the old, some of the other special edition. There is one I probably will make a video on that one, uh, considering how literally it was like the bane of my existence and whatnot. Though you can probably kind of catch wind of which one I'm referring to though. But yeah, I'm, I've been trying to go through and trying to build up some of the other Fire Emblem stuff I've been kind of missing though, because this is literally like one of my top five or top six Nintendo franchises and whatnot though. So I, I still really, I still really like this game. But there's some things I wish they can kind of work on and improve upon, though. So who knows? By the time we get, like, what, a Fire Emblem Genealogy of a Holy War, which is like a remake of Fire Emblem 4 back on the Super Famicom days. I don't know. Maybe with that art style, since it's going to be more classic, maybe that one will kind of speak to me a little bit more with the story and stuff like that, um, dealing with Sigurd, which you see in this game, though. He's the one that rides around on a horse and whatnot, though. So, yeah, honestly, really good stuff. Still a little mixed. But, uh, you just gotta wait to, you just gotta wait till I make that, uh, review to hear my full blown thoughts. But I did go ahead and do an, I did an unboxing video on my channel, as well as I did like a, um. A launch day stream for this game though so if you want to hear some like extremely raw thoughts on either one of those two things uh you can check it out on my channel though but yeah so that's literally going to be it in terms of my uh final engage impressions though and that's basically all the gaming topic news that i have for y'all tonight though so yeah so uh, with all of that out of the way we'll go ahead and jump into a couple of topics which i've been having to having to skip over um while I was doing my year-end reviews because I was just primarily focusing on those two things. So we'll go ahead and jump up into those. So without any further ado, uh, we'll go ahead and jump into, so about that show. All right, so here lately, I felt like I watched a quite a bit of stuff. Literally the last time I did anything with this was literally, I think, back in it was like pre that pre-recording i think i did back with um right before christmas oh shoot i think that was the last time i had this uh this topic um up in here though but you know with it being january now we have started a whole new season um for animes so i guess i can kind of let y'all know some of the stuff i've been going ahead and watching on there though um if I were to give some highlights, still, I'm going through and watching My Hero Academia, which we just finished that war arc, that like the first 12-ish episodes, whatnot. Though. That was absolutely sick. I was like, that was like the one show I could not go without on a Saturday night. I literally be watching that mess sometimes going into like, what, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, rolling into Sunday morning, because I usually watch most of my anime at night. And I was like, man, that mess was just pure hype right there. I was like, I could not let that go, though. Yeah, so that's still ongoing. Uh, I did mention Blue Lock, I think, or at least i hopefully mentioned it, though. It's a soccer anime. I've been really enjoying that one. There's not a lot of sports animes that kind of pique my interest, though. But when they do, they hit pretty hard. And that one is one of them. So I've been really liking that. I think that's pretty much it in terms of ongoing anime, stuff that went from the fall to the winter. But in terms of the new stuff, uh let, let me mention this one real quick. The Angel Next Door spoils me rotten. Yes, I know it's it's kind of a weird title though, but there's always usually a couple or a few animation sh- um that are like rom-coms that are actually fairly good that I usually stick with and kind of watch that. I literally came off the heels of what was it? More than the Mary Couple, but not Lovers. I think that was like one of the last ones I watched from like the past season. But this one right here this one's just like pure innocence but also pure joy literally i'll be going through and watching these episodes i think like what we're like the fourth episode aired yesterday and i literally for the entirety of the whole episode i was almost smiling the whole entire time there's not a lot of animes where i'll be watching something and be smiling all the time not even with my hero academia I mean maybe during some of those light moments or something like that maybe I'll do it do some of that or I'll be like ooh that like that was really sick but I don't know it's just something about that show it's just really nice I hate the fact that there's not like an english dub for it so I am watching it sub but it's still really enjoyable just the sub alone but truthfully if you, you know if you happen to go ahead and drop an english dub for this thing lately I will turn around and uh rewatch this thing again cuz it is that good though uh, I think that's, like, one of my personal highlights that usually drops out on, like, Saturdays. Uh, what else do I got over here in this list? Um, um, A lot of other shows. I've only been able to watch, like, either one or two episodes so far. I don't want to go over literally everything. Uh, I guess one other one. Uh, Tomo-Chan is a girl. Um, that one... That was kind of interesting because it's like, you know, you got like your tomboyish girl or whatnot, though. But then you got this other dude, they're like childhood friends, essentially. They knew each other for like the longest period of time and whatnot, though. And you know how it is with like a tomboyish kind of girl. The dude kind of treats her as like, you know, just one of the guys or something like that, though. So it, it's interesting kind of seeing how that interest, um, that relationship is kind of playing out, though. But I will say um, the girl's best friend, the one that has like blackish hair, I can't remember her name right off the top of my head maybe if i can pull up my anime list real quick and uh whip that thing up real quick though but lily her best friend if you happen to you know be watching that show she's literally the highlight i don't know it's something about her character though but i was like oh shoot like she she has like the like the uh most straight face possible with some of the stuff but some of those like smirks that she gives off and like i don't think she's like necessarily cocky but the way how she kind of acts around everybody, it, it, it's, it's hard to describe, but it's, oh my gosh, it, it's just so entertaining to, to watch and see how it all plays out, though. So I was like, I don't know, that that's just one I've been kind of going through and enjoying and watching from week to week. Wait, hold on, I think I got her name right here. Uh, uh, Mizuru, if I said that right, Mizuru. Yeah, yeah, that was her name. But, yeah, literally her right there, I don't know. Like, she's, she's like, one of my favorites, though. But Carol the Blonde, I don't know. I was like, dang. I was like, I don't know. It's about those uh those characters that kind of, like, air, are airheads, essentially. I don't know. She didn't kind of rub me the right way at first, but I guess I'm kind of slowly getting used to her, at least at this point, though. So I, I'm like, okay, I, I, I guess it's okay or whatever, though. But, yeah, so that was, like, one of the things I was watching. And uh, let me just pick one more random one I've been going through watching. Uh, There's there's always a ton of isekai animes that come out every single season. Like, let me count this up. I got one, two, kind of three-ish, four, five. I think, like, five of, like, the 12-ish or so that I'm watching this season are literally isekai ones like i don't know i feel like it's almost at the point right now where i feel like isekais is almost getting a little flooded out a little bit i'm getting i don't would to say i'm necessarily tired of getting those kind of shows because at the end of the day i still prefer an isekai in comparison to like a slice of life anime because i'm just not really that big into slice of life ones there are a few good ones out there i can't remember one of them off the top of my head though but There are a few good ones out there, though. But, I mean, it's rare for me to find a good one like that, though. But, yeah, so that was just a few of them that I've been going through and watching. Oh, did I mention that, Isaka? No, wait. No, I don't think I mentioned Isaka. Before Season 2, that's when I'm watching. um, Adventurers Who Don't Believe in Humanity, that was another one. And The Reincarnation of the Strongest Exorcist in Another World. Those are, like, a few of the isekai ones along with Ice Blade Sorcerer Shall Rule the World. yeah, that's, like, four of them right there, though. So, yeah, so that's a few of the things I've been going through and watching. I don't know. Maybe I'll say something about the other few, like, buddy daddies. I still need to watch, like, a couple more to be able to kind of get my synopsis on a a show like that. So, at least I'll save a little bit of something for the next time around, though. Uh, I can't remember if I mentioned this or not. I think I mentioned it whenever... we kind of got close to the release of it, though. But at least on the Disney Plus side of things, um, I've been going through and watching um, Na- the new National Treasure series that's been on Disney Plus. It's like it's going to be a series of ten episodes. Right now, I think I'm currently on episode ten, nine, eight. I'm on currently on episode seven. I finished seven. I still need to watch episode eight but that one's been a really fun one right there going through and watching that. And I know at least in the month of February. So by the time the next episode for episode 51 comes out for the podcast series, uh travel family will be back on Disney plus. I'll probably have a whole bunch of staying on that one though. Cause that was my show back in the day. That was my show though. But yeah, so honestly that was just some of the stuff I've been going through and watching. I don't think I've been watching any movies here lately, at least off the top of my mind though. But we're getting close to the Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Mania coming out. And obviously, when that, sh- uh, when that movie comes out, I'll obviously have a lot to say in a Marvel segment earlier close to the pop culture segment segment of the show. But yes, I think that's pretty much it in terms of all the shows that I've been watching. So let's go ahead and jump over into the last segment of the show, that being uh, What You've Been Playing. And I thought I had that segment. Uh, ready to go though. I did not. So, uh, let's run it again. What you been playing? All right. So here lately, I think the last time I updated on any games I've been going through and playing, it's literally been since December before Christmas. In that span of, I would say halfway through December through halfway through January, I managed to blast through Final Fantasy 7 Crisis Core Reunion then managed to jump over into Ghost of Tsushima, and then lastly was able to jump into um, Sonic Frontiers. All three of those games, I actually, if you wanted to see me kind of go through, play through some of the games, hear some of my raw thoughts, I did stream all of those games at some point or another on my Twitch channel, and I think all of them are on my Extra channel. I know I did, like, what, four parts for crisis core final fantasy seven reunion and i think i did three or four parts for um for sonic frontiers i'm trying to remember what ghost of tsushima did i stream that one i can't even remember off the top of my head did i stream that one on twitch if i didn't that would be the one that i honestly did not stream though i thought i had no but then i'm thinking about it i don't think i uploaded anything yeah i did not upload anything over there on the extra channel shoot no I, that's one i actually did not actually manage to upload over there which i guess was a little bit unfortunate oh goodness i should have caught some of that on there because man because that game right there it was great like i think that was like one of my most favorite sony games i played through so far i'll say it still technically beat out um ratchet and Clank i'm first-party-wise. I mean, if I was also considering third-party, I mean, Final Fantasy VII Remake was still really good, and I really enjoyed that one as well, though. But, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima is a good one, and I still have to go back and return back to that world because I literally need to drive out all the rest of the mongrels. Uh, I need to go and help out all the other people that help assist me on my journey. I still need to carry out and do some of their side missions. I still need to explore the whole entire, what was it, the director's cut, New Island thing. Like, that was, like, i guess it's technically dlc i still need to go back and do that and then on top of that there's like a whole online mode which i had not even touched i mean i have playstation plus extra premium managed to get it cheap managed to get it for 60 bucks but um i don't really play a lot of things online on the playstation but ghost of tsushima would be it eventually it should be street fighter 6 whenever that game drops out uh should drop out later this summer but outside of that, not a lot of things I play online. I do a little bit of Call of Duty uh, zombies with some of my friends here and there, though. But, but at least now I got a game where I can actually consistently come back to and try to play it online for a series I actually really do like. So yeah, so that was a few of the games I've been going through and playing lately. All three of them have been really great experiences. I'm trying to go through and try to get through some of those games and burn through some of that backlog. So that way, uh, when all these new games come out, I'm, I'm actually gonna be fairly all right. Because right now, I already talked about it. I'm working through Fire Emblem Engage. I also technically bought Persona 4 Golden. And with that one, oh my gosh, that one's taunting me so much. I'm just looking at it. It's on my home screen. I so badly want to play it. But at least with the schedule I got right now, I probably won't be able to actually play until like the month of April because as soon as I'm done with Engage, Hogwarts Legacy drops out mid-February. But once I get maybe halfway through that game, um, Octopath Traveler 2 drops out in the late February. I'm like, bro. So then by the time I finish Hogwarts and Octopath Traveler 2, it won't be probably until like the end of March. And then finally in the month of April, as it stands now, that could all change with a Nintendo Direct. I'm thinking maybe I can lay out some time and be able to play through Persona 4 Golden in the month of April, right before the month of May. That's when, you know, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom drops. And then, you know, in the month of June, then you got Street Fighter VI as well as um, Final Fantasy uh, Sixteen dropping. And I'm like, oh, shoot. So yeah, I think I literally got the whole first half lined out with a whole bunch of games. And I really can't even go through much of my backlog because I'm literally turning right now and looking at the rest of the stuff I got I literally picked up what was it? I picked up uh Tales of arise for the PS5. Cause uh they were doing a sale at Best Buy and they literally were selling that game for 18 bucks. I was like, you know what? I can't pass on a game that's literally less than twenty dollars. I have to get that. I'll come back and get it. And I just want reminded myself, I literally also picked up Dragon Ball Z Kakara in the month of January. Oh shoot. Yeah, because that one nice a band I actually released that game for like 20 bucks so I literally looking over there I was like that one's also staring me in the face I got those two I still need to do soul hackers too I picked that up from black friday and uh I can't even do Doom Eternal until I play Doom 2016. So that's like at the very back of my list, though. I have a couple other games I bought on the PlayStation digitally. I won't mention them now because there are going to be surprises for a couple of games I'll do in terms of my stream series that I'm doing on Twitch. As soon as I'm done with Kirby, I already got like the next two games planned out for that side of things, though. So you have to look forward to that. But I think outside of that... That's mostly all the stuff I've been going through and playing. Obviously I played some fire uh, I said fire emblem. Oh, <laughs> Sonic you over here with Fire Emblem. Yeah, I I I've been playing that Fire Emblem. Um I also been playing Goldeneye lately. And here fairly soon I'll obviously be picking up Splatoon 3 again, because what? We're about to roll in the month of February, and then that only gives us one more month before the start of the new season. So I definitely got to grind out the last little bit of that catalog. I think I'm roughing around level 80-ish something. I want to say 83. So it's not too much further until I get to level 99 and get all the stuff in the catalog. That's always the goal. And then obviously I need to get more tickets so I'm ready to buy the next slate of weapons for that game though. So yeah, I think that pretty much does it in terms of mostly all the games I've been going through here and playing lately though. But y'all got to let me know uh, what y'all been going through playing and everything else like that because uh i feel like there's a lot of stuff that's out right now um currently where shoot uh, it's hard to keep up it's honestly really hard to keep up and i feel like once they drop the nintendo direct I uh, you know i can i can kiss all my free time goodbye i'm like holy oh, shoot though I'm, I'm trying to keep up i'm trying to keep there man this is so much coming out I'll, i don't even remember a year where the first six months was like nearly this insane in terms of all of the upcoming releases. Usually the first half of the year is kind of slow. It picks up in the second half of the year. And I feel like 2023 is going to rival 2017 in terms of its releases, though. Like, oh, shoot. But yeah, honestly, I think that's pretty much it in terms of that. And uh, I think that's pretty much it in terms of my Zarcast podcast episode 50. A lot of good stuff that happened within the past couple of weeks. Still crazy enough how I managed to go through it and actually managed to uh, do 50 episodes out here, at least for, for my Zarkast podcast, would it be in biweekly though? I, I, I was like, man, it, it's, it's been truly a ride, but I I like to personally think uh, a lot of my friends that happen to, you know, happen to randomly, not I say randomly who happened to manage to hop into my shows from time to time, whenever their schedule fits. I know like my RRL friend. Uh, oh goodness gracious. Ooh, excuse me i had a little bit of burp right there though but yeah um i like to thank sonic q he's a he he's a good friend of mine he's been able to join a lot of mine alexis unfortunately his work schedule has been kind of whack but uh he, he's been able to join some of mine here and there though hacks kind of same similar thing though too he managed to join in there though mario be trying to slide up in here trying to be like a slide cooper or whatnot though he he managed to get up in here every now and then though it's been a hot minute though but maybe i have to drag him <laughs> drag him drag him by his feet or something like that to get him up in there though and then um also like to thank uh, one of my RRL... Uh, I can't even talk now. One of my IRL friends as well who literally did my most recent one that was back in the December timeline with the Christmas special one. Uh, he managed to pop up over there, though. So, yeah, I, I really thank him for joining him. Uh, I think he literally goes by Yoshi. Um, not the Yoshi, Sonic you know, though, but no, a, a different one, though. No. But yeah, so honestly, really cool right there. No, Apollo, I don't know why. At one point, I think I remember him saying going by Yoshi, but no, no, he goes by Apollo. I don't know why I blanked on it, though. Apollo, thanks, man, so much um, for being able to pop in here every now and then, because I, I know his schedule is real busy and whatnot, though. But yeah episode 50 really special one i guess the next big milestone will be episode 100 which if you do the math since this is like a bi-weekly thing it won't happen until another couple of years unless i manage to get this to be a consistent weekly series then maybe who knows but this is just where i'm at right now in life right now though but I think that's honestly the last little bit of stuff I have to currently say. Now, before I do my, all my outro and stuff like that, though, yes, I will be doing an after show um, for this podcast, though. So give me about 20, 25 minutes or something like that. You can, you can look down the description box down below. You can see my Twitter account. I will tweet whenever we got everything live and going. Uh, it will be over here on the main channel, though. I'll probably see uh, what game I might feel like playing. I might play some GoldenEye. I might do a little bit of Splatoon 3. Uh, who knows that this kind of depends on the mood really, uh, in terms of whatever game I feel like playing and maybe I can get, uh, grab a few of my buddies or whatnot to play some games with me. Who knows? But yeah, so honestly, yeah. So look forward to that. We'll be going live roughly about 20 minutes or so after this stream ends, though. But I'd like to thank all of y'all that have been able to listen to all of my episodes for my Zarcast podcast from literally episode one when I rebranded, all the way up to episode 50. Thank y'all so much for the support. I have a lot of cool things going on in the channel. I did manage to hire two new editors, so I'm actually able to consistently drop out um, those Friday videos, though. Oh, it seems like Sonic is down for some GoldenEye. Oh, shoot. All right. All right. I think we picked up again. We got GoldenEye coming, y'all so uh uh shoot y'all about to see me drop some heads up in next game though but thank y'all so much for being able to support me and all the episodes i managed to do and here's to many more um in terms of uh my zarcast podcast though so i'll see y'all here roughly in a little bit though but yeah if you happen to be listening to this podcast whether it be on on the youtube side of things make sure you go and hit that like button go ahead and hit that subscribe button and that bell to stay up to date on all things video game related i feel like talking about and discussing if you happen to be one of my viewers that happen to be listening to this whether it be spotify amazon music apple google podcast uh etc I think even iHeartRadio as well, though. Um, uh, make sure to go ahead and hit that like and go ahead and share that podcast. I'm just one dude, sometimes occasionally with a few other buddies, just talking about some gaming news here and there, and you know, whatever else is in the pop culture segment, though. Oh, my, my dad's team, the Eagles managed to win their NFC championship. So they're going to the Super Bowl. So uh I am gonna have to tweak that schedule a little bit for the Super Bowl one because uh usually I do a bi-weekly, so I might actually be back with episode 51 a week from now instead of two weeks. I don't know. We'll see. Or it might be three weeks. I'll keep y'all in the loop, though. But yeah, so that's basically going to do it in terms of this podcast episode. So uh, remember, y'all, until whatever video I make next, until my Zarkast episode 51, I'll see y'all later.